When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King. Rule the day. of No BS Job Search Advice Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Altman, the Big Game Hunter. And thank goodness it is Saturday. Boy, busy week. And um, we got an elliptical in the house. Since the gyms here are still closed, I'm working out on the elliptical. It feels great. And after I post this, I'm going up to work out. And today's show is one where... It's one from Job Search Radio, and this will be the last one I leave the opening music in, I think. Uh, but it's the old get a job music, and I used to get a kick out of it. So this is an interview I did with a woman named Jolene Moody, uh, who was on an air talent force, a station in upstate New York for many years. And she gives a great message because so many job hunters really focus on skills match and they forget to pay attention to other things too. So I do hope you find this helpful. And with that, let's get going. Are you looking for a new job or interested in leveling up? Job Search Radio is your go-to resource for insider tips on job hunting and growing your career. Here's your host, Jeff Altman. Hi, this is Jeff Altman, the Big Game Hunter, and welcome to Job Search Radio for 2015. You know, a lot of people, when they start thinking about job search, I don't care if you're 22 or 62, start to think about specifically uh, you know, getting a job and the importance of finding a job. With all the tedium and dullness of work built into that. But they tend to neglect what satisfies them emotionally. So I thought that would be the perfect place to start uh, our shows for 2015. My guest is Jolene Moody. And Jolene, could you introduce yourself uh, to my audience and give people an idea of the kind of work you do? Sure. Hi, Jeff. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Everybody, my name is Jolene Moody. I'm a passion shift coach, a speaker, and an author. And basically, Jeff, in a nutshell, what I do is I work with people to teach them how to monetize from the things they truly desire and are passionate about. So just to be clear, I show people the way so they can experience their job, their life, their career, their passion, and their talents a way where they can monetize and live fulfilled. Beautiful. So we're going to focus on job hunting today. And how is it that people, and again, 
whether, whether they're 22 or 62. How do we all start to settle into these mind-numbing jobs and not take our emotional and spiritual side into the equation? You know, it's interesting that you say that because those are the things I believe that we don't think about when we head into a new job or, or into a new direction. Um, we don't. We think perhaps we're prepared emotionally, even spiritually, but we're not. Even financially, if something we're stepping into is a significant increase or maybe even decrease in income, that's going to affect us emotionally. Even when we're making more money, it sounds crazy. You'd think you'd be all set. But some people really struggle with learning how to manage that. So, you know, when we step into something new, we have to recognize we're opening up to something completely different from what we've done in the past or what we've done before. So we have to be ready on all three fronts because things are going to affect us on so many different levels. I've been an employee in my life. I've, I've been a business owner in my life. I agree with you. When there are shifts that are going on, um, especially dramatic ones, uh, it's very natural to get caught up in a certain type of momentum uh, without taking in, into account the emotional considerations in the equation. And, Absolutely, um, yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to everyone hearing more about how to cope with this, how to prepare for it. So where do they start? You know, how do you start getting, uh, you know, start to evaluate and assess for, uh, for what you sh really should be doing and, and taking that part of yourself into account? Well, you have to really, you have to trust yourself. And I think a lot of us out there, Jeff, we don't trust the things we're thinking about are actually feeling or that we enjoy. And we walk away from it going, oh, it's just this, or oh, it was just a little something of that. When in fact, whatever we have done that we enjoyed, it lit us up somehow. And how cool would it be to exist in a life where we're constantly doing things that light us up? I mean, we can have talents and desires and things we want to go after and passions and all of these great things. But you have to be willing, one, to go get it. And a lot of people say, well, that's, that's great, Jolene. I really appreciate that. But I still have bills to pay. I have a roof over my head, the whole story. I get that. But an abundance is always something that was given to you from jump. It's part of your life. It's part of who you are. You can bring this into your current situation by changing the way you're looking at things. And let's face it, Jeff, we look at things in our paradigm now, the way we look at things in life, it's very structured. It's very jobs in boxes oriented. And that's how we're used to thinking. Where does fear come into this? Does fear, is fear used as a rationalization by people to, to avoid making that full leap, or do you see it differently? I see it differently. I think it's natural to be fearful, but really you, we have to remember that we're creating that story of fear. You know, I have an opportunity in front of me right now to be a guest producer in Los Angeles on a CBS television show. I was supposed to find out today if I was chosen. It was this contest I entered. I got an email today, and basically they're not going to be choosing today. They're pushing it till Friday. I have been on pins and needles for two weeks waiting for this. When you feel that ignited about something and that excited, that's how you know it's a part of your, your makeup. It's a part of who you're supposed to be. Fear is always going to be there. I'm afraid. I'm afraid if they say yes. I'm afraid if they say no, you know. But the bottom line is, is when we're afraid of it, if you're excited at the same time on some level, 
then you know it's good because whatever or however you're moving forward, you know you're moving forward for the greater good. There's a story I, I told my listeners in an earlier show about the way lions hunt gazelle. Um, and mm. the way that, that they do that is old lions are a part of the equation. Now, understand, lions can never catch a gazelle. The gazelle are just too fast. So the old lions lie in wait hiding while the young lions herd the gazelle in that direction. And when the gazelle get up close to the old lions, the lions stand up and roar. The gazelle, and they turn around and they run in the opposite direction. So the motto to this, of course, is go to go to the roar, go to the place where you're afraid, uh, because more often than not, that's really the direction you have to go. I hope that was helpful to you, Jolie. Every time you're no, it was spot on. That's the direction you have to go in every time. If you don't feel fear, or if you don't feel angst or excitement or anything. You're not challenging yourself. You're merely existing. So when that comes up, recognize it's part of the ride. Yeah, that was very well said. Thank you. And, you know, for, for a person who is now going to deal with this, how do they deal with this? You know, it, we're having this nice discussion, giving people advice about what they should be doing. How do they do it? Oh, my gosh. It's one day at a time. You know, one day at a time. If anybody knows my story, I was a television reporter for 10 years. I'd get up, I'd drive to the station, I would listen to the news on the way in, I would know what story I would be covering. Um, I was capable, so it was usually the top story, so I always got punished for being good at my job. And then I, I couldn't wait to get home. And I got caught in this, this monotony, and I was bored. And while other people thought, you know, this was a great job and it was something that they would love to have. It wasn't something that I loved having. And so you have to be very, you have to be brutally honest with yourself. That's number one. So if someone right now is hearing me and they're saying, well, yeah, it sounds so easy, but really it's a process. I left my job in 2010, Jeff. I'm still evolving. So, you know, you have to give yourself permission to take that leap of faith, and that's what it is. There's no telling what's out there when you go. I'm not going to tell you I know. I don't. <laughs> Nobody does. It's a leap of faith, and it's really one day at a time. You have to give yourself permission to explore, just explore these options and these things you're curious about. Why wouldn't you? We get one shot in this life that we remember. Take it and run. A lifetime is not a long time. And no, <laughs> not always. If we waste a lot of our lifetime thinking about what could have been, what should have been, instead of doing, uh, boy, we could fix a lot of those uh, second guesses very dramatically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, folks, we're going to be back with more from Jolene in just a moment. But first, my job search insider tip, which is going to be about checking references or having your references checked. Now, when you get to that point in your job search, you know, I believe that you really ought to give the uh, person who's being given, uh, whose name is being given as a reference, a heads up. And you give them a call. You don't just simply send an email. Uh, let them know that you'd like to use them as a reference and ask their permission. Confirm with them what dates you work for their firm. 
so that there's no confusion between what you might have put on an application and what they might say. You then ask them, what might you say about my work? Because you don't obviously want to present a reference that's going to be uh, someone who gives a, a red flag to the to the employer. So think in terms of seeing what they have to say about your performance, how you interacted with others, whether you were eligible for rehire. And if they're not specific in what they say, offer them specifics of things to say uh, that they might feel comfortable with saying. Uh, you don't want to necessarily put words in their mouth. You just want to guide them into potentially good answers uh, to obvious questions that might be asked on references. So that's my tip for this show. I've got a lot more on my website, which is TheBigGameHunter.us. You can go over to the site and go exploring because I've got video and podcasts and, and articles I've written for my easing there. And you can get a complimentary subscription to the easing there as well. It's a, a $499 value. I give away for free. So go over to my website and go exploring. Um, I, I'm sure you'll find material there that will be helpful. So let's come back to Jolene and consider, continue our conversation here. So we're beginning this process of figuring out what makes sense for us. And you talked about, number one, being brutally honest with yourself. Being brutally honest about what? What should, they be, what should people be brutally honest about? The truth of what it is that they want to discover or explore. You know, um, all my life I've, I've written. I've written something. I've written um, stories. I've submitted stories. I was in news for 10 years. I wrote for news. I wrote for newspapers. I wrote for magazines. I wrote for a winery. I wrote for howto.com. I was always writing. And if you look at my bookshelf, there's books from the early 90s on how to make money writing and freelance writing, all of these things. There's plays. There's boxes of plays and one-acts and full-length plays that I've written, musicals. Why have I never done anything with this? What happens is, the way I explain it, Jeff, is that's a desire of mine, clearly, because I've done it all my life. But because of the limiting beliefs of my culture, of our culture, people told me in one way or another that what I wanted to do wasn't possible, that it wasn't, I wasn't able to make money as a writer. And... I'm here telling you that's not true. And I have explored so many different avenues as far as writing, sitcom writing, um, stage plays. I had a play that was just produced. I just saw it three weeks ago go up. It was a Christmas show. And I'm able to, if I'm not making money in what I'm doing, I support myself with a job that I love that I've created myself. So I want to encourage people that that's the path I took. I designed it, and it's possible. It doesn't make me superhuman or extra special or smarter or not smarter or anything like that. I'm just someone that takes risks all the time. So when you're brutally honest with yourself, you have to be willing to sit there and say, you know what, screw it, I'm going to write, and here I go. So that's what I mean. <laughs> Thank you. And I want to be brutally honest with everyone else and say, you know, if you're looking for stability, well, if there's any lesson that the last two recessions should have taught you, that is that the stable job, you know, the one with the big mommy or big daddy company with lots of money, isn't stable. There's Nothing no guarantee. Yeah. There are no guarantees in anything you do, whether you're at a big company or a small company. So rather than abdicate 
your livelihood and abdicate your happiness to big mommy or big daddy, why not take the overt risk, the conscious risk, rather than being unconscious and taking a risk and going to work at these places? Because Lord knows we know that they're going to lay off. You know, and and there's and it's true. There's risks there, but there's risks doing what I do. Is I'm an entrepreneur essentially. Anything you do poses a risk. If your only means and the reason you're getting a job is, is strictly for security, there's a lot of processing that needs to happen in in that thought, because you weren't put here. You weren't put on this earth just to go and show up at a job, making X amount of dollars an hour and standing in a line and just passing things along. You weren't meant for that. And that's why I do what I do. My voice is a reminder for people that have forgotten that so that they can move to that next phase of being brutally honest with themselves and saying, this is what I want to do, and trying it on. You don't need to run away from your job. I mean, if you ever read my book, I kind of did that in my story. I was in news. I gave five weeks' notice after five years, no, ten years in the business, five years at that particular station. After ten years in the business, I left. I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything planned. I just thought I'm going to be a speaker and I'm going to write a book and God willing and God help me be there for me. It was all about risk and I had to be brave. But weren't you afraid? You know, oh. <laughs> you're not going to get a paycheck anymore. And what about the house and the mortgage and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. And it, you know what? It was sink or swim, baby. Sink or swim. And I... I actually, I had a mentor, and I signed up with a coach, and I was making minuscule money then as a coach. I, I think I made 13000 that year. And he moved me. He showed me how to move my job my, into a, a six-figure business. And that was really powerful for me because it opened up all of these time slots so I could be a speaker and a coach and teach what I love and then still do what I love. Who wouldn't want that? You know, and if someone out there is going, well, Jolene, I don't want to be a speaker and a coach, that's cool too. You don't have to be. There's people all over this world that do show up someplace to put money in their pocket, but they never forget, what, you know, if they are a writer, they write in the evening, or if they're an actor or, or whatever it is that they're doing, they still show up with what they love. So well put. So well put. And ultimately, like you said, there's a leap of faith. So what was the most profound uh, teaching that your coach gave you? That, oh, my You know, goodness. the one that just came to your mind. <laughs> and you started to edit a little bit. <laughs> Honestly, it was, uh, it was to be patient with the process. Because the process that I use, being a, um, I'm, I'm a business coach and a passion shift coach, I have to teach people how to sell their services. And I teach them how to sell their services at a very high ticket price. And I couldn't imagine that when I first started with him. You know, he said, well, sell a coaching package for $2,000. And to me, that was an enormous amount of money. Where now there are, my coaching packages are a five-figure package. When, if he had told me when I started with him that I'd be selling my coaching for, at five figures, I never would have believed him. So it was staying the course. Even when people told me no, I was rejected over and over again. I kept showing up in rooms. I kept speaking. I kept looking for speaking gigs. I just kept showing up. And I skyrocketed. You know, it was perseverance. That's what it is. The problem, Jeff, is we give up because we don't see the results on our timeline. It's not our timeline. (laughs) Someone else has us all figured out. so, So just be patient. 
you know, it, it's funny you talk about charging a good price for what, what you do. You know, I'm trained as a therapist, and when I was doing institute training in New York, uh, the teacher who I was learning from, uh, I remember him talking about something that Freud used to talk about, and that was you have to get a good price for what you do. Uh, for your mm. And, mm-hmm. and it's funny to think of Freud in this way, but you know, here he is talking about getting a good price, and his logic was was you know, perfect. You know, he basically said, if you can't afford to be there for your patient, you're not going to be able to help them. You're going to have to go get another job. So you have to charge a good price so that you don't destroy the treatment for the patient. It's so true for us as well. Most of, most people, when they start off uh, in whatever this new endeavor is. Uh, it can be um, you know, starting a small business, starting a big business, whatever it is. They start to think about selling on the basis of price and looking for jobs where they start settling instead of going to the thing that makes you know, their, their heart sing. And at the end of the day, if you can't afford to do it, if you charge too little, you're going to be crawling back to some big mommy or big daddy and uh, settling for something that you really would prefer not doing. So, Wallace Waddles called it impression of increase, and it, it's that, I can't even it, Wallace Waddles. Uh-huh. He called he called it impression of increase. In other words, when we sell what we're worth and we show up with what we're worth. And if you read his book, The Science of Getting Rich, by Wallace Waddles, it's I think it's chapter eighteen or chapter eight. Nonetheless, I'm going to butcher it. But for the listeners, impression of increase is when you show up of value and very clean and tall and of stature. Um, When we learn to really slow our speech and really focus on the person in front of us, when we show up so diplomatically like that, we are showing up with impression of increase. And what happens is, is people who want to be similar to us or on the same wavelength as us or know like-minded people as us will engage with us because they want the same kind of value that impression and increase gives to them. Does that make sense? You betcha it does. Uh, out of Freud again is the idea of transference. They want what you got. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got to show it to them. We have to feel magnificent. It's kind of hard if we do that and we're feeling kind of in a funk because we're not, we don't like what we're oh, doing. Oh, yeah, it's tough. So, so far we've talked about being you know, brutally honest with yourself and, and taking the leap of faith. What else should folks be doing? You know, in order to ensure their soul and their heart and their spirit is engaged in their next job or career? You know, this is a tough question because um, I think this this question is a very, it, it brings a very personal response. I think that it's on that level only that you can achieve the things you want. And what I mean is you have to be willing to be vulnerable, you know, to let things happen, to understand that, it's not going to be perfect and there's going to be mistakes. But again, it's either way. You know, I heard um, an author by the name of Christine Northrup said once, you can enjoy the journey. Either way, you're going to feel pain. But the, the pain you feel when you're reaching for something that fills you, it's a joy-filled pain. So why not choose that road towards joy as opposed to the way we're going now, which is just this mundane mere existence and we maybe move from job to job. And look, I get if you have to take a job to support yourself until the next thing. I've been there. I get that completely. But don't get lost in it. 
You know, when I started my coaching business, when I started this business four years ago, I got lost in it, Jeff. For like two years, I got completely lost. I buried myself in it. My business was doing great. It was booming. But all of a sudden, I forgot why I was doing it. I was doing it to generate the cash to fund all of the things that I wanted to continue to do. So if we have to take those jobs or do those things that generate cash so we can support our art or whatever it is we're doing, just don't get lost in it. Remember the true purpose of why you're doing what you're doing. Very well put. And it also suggests that people can start doing some of these things if it involves a different kind of business. Um, you can start doing it as something part-time. You know, there are yeah. services like uh, Elance and Odesk and Freelancer that people can uh, try out some of their ideas at. Uh, they can look at community groups uh, and different types of business support groups in town uh, that will allow them to do things part-time on a project basis. There's always someone out there advertising on Craigslist for what you do. And you might as well try it out before you go whole hog. So this way, you know, if you've got to split time in both universes, well, you've got something that will make you happier in, in that second universe that's more in line with what you, what you like doing. Yeah, and, if that, and it, it may fit your personality to do that, to just to get your toes wet, get your toes wet. I dove in head first. I just decided to leave my job and just dive into creating this business. It was really risky. Um, I know a lot of people wouldn't have done it, but I had a retirement that I used as a backup, and I gave myself a certain amount of time, and I met those deadlines. So for me, it fits my personality. I have a, um, I'm a very dominant personality, and I'm highly challenged. So in that aspect, I'm able to go out there. Don't get me wrong. It's like you jump into a battlefield when you make this kind of transition. It was scary. It was hard. You know, there's still moments I look around going, what? But the beautiful thing is, is, I've designed my life. You know, I've designed my days. No one is designing them or dictating them for me. And the message with all of this, Jeff, I just want your listeners to know that they get that too. That comes with a package when they're born. The problem is we're listening, listening, listening with gospel ears, our current culture telling us that we can't have. You said something, you said something earlier and you were absolutely right. And the way I deciphered it or translated it was, if you can't have it, neither can they. So people that tell you that things aren't possible or know you can't do that or you're not good enough to go after that job, that's their limitation. It's not yours. So try to remember that when the voices that are trying to stifle you from going full on with what you want, just be prepared and understand that that's their limitation they're talking about. It's not actually yours. Projection. And, and sometimes when folks start thinking this themselves, and they start having those self-doubts, I just want to encourage people uh, to pause for a second and ask themselves, whose voice is that from your past? Mm -hmm. I remember when I was writing my first book, Get Yourself Hired Now, I had tried writing a book for years, more than 10 years. I'd sit down with a legal pad, i write two, three pages, toss the pad. This is terrible. Now, I eventually came back, and I found someone to coach me. And he wanted a, a check from me. Now, I started to perspire profusely at the idea of <laughs> writing a large check to someone who's going to coach me into writing something I couldn't do myself. 
And I remember sitting with my men's group uh, saying, asking them, why am I having so much trouble? And someone said, whose voice is that that you're hearing? Uh-huh. And yeah. I paused for a second and I said, it's my mother who's saying he's going to cheat you. Well, this guy worked so hard. He he drew that book out of me beautifully. He taught me a formula that I've used for all my other books and guides that, that was really very helpful. But I couldn't have done the first one without him. And it was well worth the check that I wrote in, in order to get that first one out. So I always encourage yeah. myself, whose voice is that that they're hearing that's, that's telling them what they can't do? Yes. And go from there. So we're starting to come up on the end of our time with one another, Jolene. And I, and I know there's a lot more material we could in theory cover, but you know, we have to be respectful of everyone's time. Are there any final points that you want to make during our time here? Just trust. Trust yourself. It's my final point. Trust whatever chatter is going on within you. Just start listening to it. The longer you avoid the truth of who you are, the longer you keep yourself in pain and unhappy. So no matter what it is that you're doing or you're pursuing, your job, your career, a new shift, it doesn't matter. Sometimes things are temporary. It's okay. It's part of your path. Just stay the course and don't give up. And that's it. Beautifully put. I'll add one small piece on on that one. And for those of you who've seen the movie Shawshank Redemption, it's at the end when Red pauses for a second and you hear the voiceover go, get busy living or get busy dying. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of guys I know have zeroed in on that line because – you know, for us, we can relate to the idea of that mind-numbing work where we make sacrifices for our family, uh, for the house, for whatever story we were told when we were young, and we forget about ourselves at the equation. I know it's true of women, but I can only relate to it as a guy. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Jolene, thank you so much for making time today. How can people find out about your book, your work, you know, uh, find out about you and the kind of stuff that you do? Yeah, please visit me at my website, JoleneSpeaks.com. And my mother got a little excited when she spelled my name. She put three E's in it. So it's actually spelled J-O-L-E-E-N, like Nancy E, Speaks.com. And you can follow me on any social media platform from there. That's today's show. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, here are a few more ways to get information and advice from me. First of all, visit my website, which is TheBigGameHunter.us. Go to the blog. There's a lot there to help you with your job search, hiring more effectively, managing and leading, and workplace-related issues. In addition, if you're interested in my coaching you, there's a button there that says Schedule. Schedule time for a free discovery call or schedule yourself in for coaching. Obviously, I'm going to charge for that, but I can help you with interview preparation, leadership coaching, salary negotiation advice, making a good decision between different offers, anything related to improving yourself in the workplace, I can coach you about. If you have questions for me, you can schedule 15 minutes with me at thebiggamehunter.us forward slash live or 
you know, a less expensive way is at TheBigGameHunter.us forward slash video answers, where you leave a message for me and I'll respond with a three to five minute video. Connect with me on LinkedIn at LinkedIn.com forward slash IN forward slash TheBigGameHunter. I can assure you, your network will expand a lot by connecting with me. And finally, watch me on TV. Download the Job Search TV app for Fire TV, Fire Stick, Apple TV, Roku, like 90 different manufacturers. I'll be back tomorrow with more. And in the meantime, I hope you have a terrific day. Be great! Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King. Rule the day. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King. Rule the day.